Welcome to Circles Off, episode number 67. Uh-oh. Is uh, Capri's off? I, I don't know. I'm it's drawing a, alignment, a blank. This is an alignment number. We'll skip it for now. It's gotta, there's got to be some famous line. Betting Nation, it's hammer time. It is hammer time. Big announcement coming. Um, for those who haven't seen, we'll talk about it a little bit. This episode, as always now, is sponsored by the Power Rank Sports Betting Newsletter. It's valuable, concise, and entertaining. Dr. Ed Fang makes these his three goals with each correspondence, which mostly covers the NFL and college football. Ed is a personal friend of mine and a data scientist whose work has informed my betting. You can check out the newsletter at thepowerrank.com. It's been quite an eventful week uh, and months, I would say, as myself and Johnny have... I mean, quietly been operating something in the background, which has taken up a bunch of time and um, slowly have started to tease that something has been coming over the course of the last three weeks. Uh, and it's now official. We have launched our own sports betting content network, the Hammer Betting Network. It was a huge miss on my part, not bringing a hammer into the studio today. Huge. We got to get them miss. made. One of those welding hammers, the chipping hammer. Yeah, we got to get them made. We, we need to do some hammer power rankings for a piece of content. Of regular hammers? Yeah, there's all sorts of types of hammers. Yeah, there's a chipping hammer. Sledgehammers, obviously. Sledgehammer, you know, yeah. Classic. Lots of different types of hammers. If people knew how long we actually spent debating which type of hammer was going to be the logo for the hammer. Um, fun days, though. So, yes, officially live. Hammer.bet. Check it out. Hammer.bet, essentially what it is, and I'll let Rob go into like the vision behind it, but essentially what it is, is a great spot where you can get all kinds of betting content. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be just sharp betting content. It's not going to be just, hey, strategy and stuff like that. It's also picks-based shows, a lot of shows that are more lifestyle-based that you can uh, interact with and um, you know just watch on a weekly basis or monthly basis and get a lot of enjoyment out of. So it's a unique spin on uh, the content in the betting space that's been... Uh, pretty stale for a little while now. We're hoping to turn that around and take over. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, they might ask, um, you know, why why a sports betting content network? I've been pretty open about this before, but I started my professional career in the content space as a radio producer, eventually an on-air host for radio and TV. Um, as much as I, I do fairly well off of betting sports, I do love putting out good content. Um We've had many episodes of Circles Off where we've talked about the content space and we've been very vocal about what we think works, what doesn't work, uh, where we have issues, um, particularly with people misrepresenting themselves in the, in the content space. Uh, but over the months of you know putting out that type of content, we started to, to ask ourselves, is there a way that we can kind of bridge the gap between the sharp content that's out there and the recreational content? So... Obviously, Circles Off caters more to a sharper audience or those who are learning or want to get educated in certain uh, topics, but it hasn't gone unnoticed from us that there's a huge appetite for recreational, entertaining content. We've talked about this before. Um, what I find valuable in viewing content might be different than what Johnny does or Zach, our producer, or anyone um, might find valuable. And a lot of people are looking for a sense of community in the space. Um, you know, we see content creators out there who make it very public that they're losing betters 
uh, and that they don't expect to win in the long run that still generate a lot of views on a daily basis because there's people that resonate with that. Um, so we've really tried to build something here that is a, a network for everyone, as I would call it. All-inclusive, uh, no matter who you are, you should be able to find something uh, on the hammer that is of value to you. And we're trying to capture all mediums as well. So video, audio, and written content as well. Going to give it a go. I'm pretty excited about this and have been for a while. Yeah. So just to be clear, you could watch the shows anywhere. They're not just going to be on uh, specifically on the hammer.bet site. You would also be able to watch them on your favorite streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, the works, uh, so to speak. So what we would uh, urge everyone to do if, uh, and we can go through a few of the shows that we've got some of the flagship ones, but head on over hammer.bet. Check it out. Click on the shows tab on the left. Um, the site design something we put a lot of time into. We didn't want to overcrowd it and, and give you guys all this like mumbo jumbo and 100, 100 calculators and different things. So it's really cool, clean. Check it out. Um, and essentially what we have is a bunch of shows that are going to be either, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, all on their own specific channels. You can subscribe to those channels individual um, and also check out other like content on the sites. So we're super excited. I know Rob wanted to get into a few of the shows um, and we'll, we'll break them down and then we can all, I guess maybe give, even give our own favorite one, like what we're hyped up for most. For sure. So uh, just one thing to add, this is not a 24 seven live betting network. That's not what we are going for. We're going for more of a one-stop shop. You can hit the site any time of day, find something of value, consume it on your own time. That doesn't mean we're not doing live shows. We will do some live shows, especially uh, lead-ins to primetime football games. That's Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night football, as well as some halftime stuff. Uh, but overall, consume on your own time, hit the site whenever you want. We'll have fresh content up there. I think, so just so people know um, kind of how this all came together, I had talked about it with the founding team at Betstamp. So Johnny and Julian months ago, Julian heads up the development side. Johnny heads up a lot of the business side. I head up a lot of the content side. We've brought on a couple people to assist us in building building this. Matt Landis, um, who some people might recognize that name, the host of the Props and Hops podcast, has come on. Uh, Alex Moretto, who used to be the head of betting content for The Score, has come on board here. And we've really you know, tr tried to, to build this out um, as quickly as possible with as, as great stuff as much great stuff as possible. But what was great for me personally is being on the content creator side. I've spent the vast majority of the past six to eight weeks just talking to all sorts of people in the space. Like people don't really know what it takes to put something like this together, but to, to onboard 50 to 60 creators to start, plus another, you know, 25 to 50 that we have coming for NBA, NHL, other sports. It's very time intensive, obviously, but you make all these relationships and get to view all the content in the space and, and talk to all these people. So it's been actually really cool because I've connected with a lot of people that I've never come across before. Right. Part of it is I personally only consume a certain type of content and now I have to, you know, broaden my horizon, so to speak. Uh, but got to interact with like so many people that I've, I've never come across. I bet on soccer recreationally, I've never really seeked out soccer betting content. So now I'm like going down the rabbit hole and saying, well, this guy's good. This guy actually might know what he's talking about. This guy's offers an entertaining perspective. So I found this to be um, honestly one of the greatest experiences of my life in that um, I've connected with so many 
great people. A lot of people that didn't end up being a part of this network, but also some that were just stoked to come on board and, and produce um, content in this capacity. I got to see the first episode of Annex Squared with John Annick, who is the UFC play by play guy who we've had on Circles Off before, and his twin brother, Jason Annick. In terms of chemistry, absolute banger in terms of entertainment. Like I loved watching that. And we've we've been live now for a week, but kind of in the background, haven't been promoting it, have been doing shows just to, to test things out. I will watch that show 100% on a weekly basis, whether that was on our network or not. The chemistry between brothers who are not afraid to call each other out is great. Great. Um, and I'm hoping that we can build chemistry within you know, the network with all the hosts that we do. But to me, that's a no-brainer, like can't miss on a weekly basis. Uh, I also... Uh, Mondays we have a show with uh, a college football show with Joey Kanish and Brad Uncle Powers. K. Uncle K and Brad Powers. The chemistry there was also great in recording. I feel like I can talk about a lot of the shows now because we've, you know, that I've, I've been able to see and, and consume, but um, I, I, I really believe in what we're doing, man. I really do. I'm like, I'm, I'm stoked for this. I'm excited. Uh, I, I hate to just like single out some specific shows there's like, there's there's honestly going to be like actually for every person at, at least ten to fifteen pieces of content that I think you at least like to check out. There's a lot of short form stuff as well that I'm excited for. Um, give you a couple examples. We have a friend of ours, friend of the show, um, friend of Betsamp, Ben Carey from uh, Capwise. You can check out his site as well. Um, so he's going to be doing an awesome piece of content um, in regards to more of like a live tailgate experience at some of the NFL games. And, um, you know, just really cool stuff that we're interested in. So, you know, not necessarily your hour, hour long show, um, potentially, you know, it's a five minute, uh, chopped up video that might be a little cool. Like, you know, seeing how people at the games might think about betting or certain lines. And, and it's nothing that is going to give you a pick to bet on, but it's a little bit cool. You know, for me, we've got some other shows and one that we're debuting for the NFL season is, uh, Luke, who we've had on the show. Oh, man. I can't Luke's wait for Locks. So, Luke, obviously, as we know, um, pretty big square better. He's, he, he'll admit it himself. Doesn't care to line shop. Absolute square. Duster. <laughs> Anyways. So, Luke's got a show where uh, we have a locker. And it's called Luke's Lock. So, Luke's going to give out a lock of the week that he's so confident uh, We in. should say lock of the week, right? He's like, in a, his mind, this is yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a can't-miss play. He's going to give out a lock of the week in the NFL for the Thursday night and the Monday night football primetime games. The way the show works is it's a quick clip. You can watch this one minute every time. That's it. Luke locks something of value in the locker. Could be, for example, his headphones. He locks his headphones in. He's given that up. If he wins the pick, there's two locks. If he wins the pick, then he gets something in the bottom. Could be cash. Could be some, something good. Something for good consideration, depending on what he put at the top. If he tosses in, for example, something major like, "Hey, I'm not gonna like I'm gonna wear uh, no socks for the week," then we'll put something bigger in there. Whatever, whatever it might be. If he wins, he unlocks his locker, he gets his thing back, and he gets the money. Unlocks. We give him the key. He gets both locks undone. If he loses, he gives that thing up until he wins the next bet. So 
cool show. Um, we're stoked and uh, fired up to have Luke doing that show. Uh, this is, again, more for our own entertainment and for <laughs> everyone's entertainment in the office here to like do a fun show like this where he's got the upside to stack up and actually win some cool prizes as well. Um, but yeah, a one-minute video clip. Like We're going to have a lot of different segments like this where you you will just even be able to consume in one minute. Like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Oh, d- dude, he lost his pick. What did he give up? Oh, my God. I can't believe he gave that up. Like, stuff like that is what I'm also fired up for. Yeah, in I think you're also not hour. giving, like, enough justice or, like, not giving enough emphasis on, like, the types of things he's willing to give up. Like, yeah. I know you're saying, like, some of the stuff, but, like, when Johnny says, like, his socks, we're literally referring to the fact that Canadian winter... December, January. No boots, no winter jacket. Yeah, like he's going to give up his winter stuff. He's going to give up his car keys. I just wanted to like... We filmed filmed a couple trial runs during preseason. We're actually, you know, unfortunately, they're not going to count towards Luke's official record for this season. He did have an undefeated preseason. I'll tell you, the show's going to suck if he starts getting on a heater. No, it's honestly, shows like that, they suck if the guy's like 500. Either heater or cooler yeah. is good. Anything in the middle is not. But he act, like he put up, he he put up his ability to drink coffee for the week for as one of his. He drinks coffee every day. This is not like this is something that somebody would suffer through if they can't drink coffee. Um, you know, so I, I I like stuff like that. I think there's some entertainment value in stuff like that. Obviously, for those who've uh, watched Circles Off before, you've seen Luke in studio. Um, he was the one that caught the Jesse Bates to record an interception in Super Bowl at plus 550 during our, our Super Bowl uh, props episode. But that one to me is going to be super interesting. I got a ton of stuff that I'm personally doing. So the yeah, let's talk about yours. The typical periscopes that I would have done in the past at 11 a.m. on Sundays are now moving to the hammer, calling it the pizza buffet. I will run through the entire board on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time for an hour, give my thoughts on every single game. Sunday night football, I'll be joined by Fabian Sommer, Suma, professional sports better, great dude, staying up late in Germany to, to, to do this with me on Sunday nights, lead into the game, halftime as well, uh, and then after the games are completed, I will be immediately recording a podcast with Clive Bixby, who we've also had on Circles Off as a guest, uh, recapping the day in, in the NFL and looking ahead to the following week. That show will be called Forward Progress. If you're driving into the office on Monday morning, you wake up, it'll be right there, bang, ready for you to consume, um, get my early thoughts on every game. And then as the week goes on, we have uh, some little more, a little bit more fun. I'll be appearing in a, a midweek show called Drive to Survivor, which is, um, I don't know if we're- Rob made the names, by the way. <laughs> I, we voted on names. obsessed name. with the Drive to Survive series. Right? Drive to Survivor, where, uh, yeah, Survivor Picks show on a weekly basis. I think, you know, we'll have some fun with For that. For those who don't know, Pozzola is a bit of a Survivor legend, Eliminator Pool extravagant. Two straight years. Winner. Two, two splitting, straight winner. Splitting with like 30 people, back-to-back years. But Circle I, millions this year. Let's go. I hope so. Fingers oh, crossed. Gotta pick, we got to get our picks in. I know. I have to just rely. It dawned on me today that like I got to get in. my picks in. Um, if you want, if you want to see the full roster shows, the hammer dot bet slash shows or hammer dot bet slash shows, both URLs will work. Um, full list is there. Obviously we're going to be adding more and more and more as time goes on. Pretty good roster of content creators. One thing that I would particularly look out for, which I think will be great, um, is a podcast that we have called edge rush, uh, which Chris Abbott will be hosting with Hitman and Clev TA. 
both who, who are very strong NFL handicappers, pretty good at breaking down the board. That will be available on Thursday mornings every week. And that's a full board run through top to bottom uh, plays that they like, so on and so forth. So I would really check that out. But again, let's go real quick. We'll, we'll, te- we'll tease a couple more, starting with this one. Teaser time. Joe Osborne, um, you know, really cool, entertaining guy is going to be breaking down his favorite bet, which is the NFL six point teasers and give a couple teaser plays value of teasers talking about a lot of uh, strategy in uh, how to bet that we have gotten. Okay. What else do we have? We've got um, spread a PD and Pat Mayo uh, teaming up for twice a week. Monday is the same game parlay where they're going to be putting together and constructing a same game parlay for Monday night football. And then we have hammer anytime on Fridays where they're going to go through their favorite anytime touchdown scorer props on the board. I'm very interested in that connection. I think Pat is like the goat of, of hosts and spreadopedia is spreadopedia. Great guy, great personality. So looking forward to that. And that's like more of a recreational slash sharp hybrid. Honestly, like the picks that are given out on that show are going to be value. I, I think Fredopedia so is giving him out at the, there might be long shots, but they're going to, I feel like he's either going to go down on the year or he's going to go up like 70, 72 units. So like, it might, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Cause like, especially if it's long shot SGPs and stuff like that, um, the spread has typically done, um, you know, a lot of good work. And I, I, I do believe he's a super sharp dude. Uh, we've got the back three total redemption, fine margin, hit the books. I'm not going to say what these are. Go to the site. Go to the site and check them out. Why would I tell you what they are? Go hammer.bet. Check them out. Go to the shows. Hit the creators tab as well. You'll be able to see all the different creators involved in the project. Um, a few more big names I did think I think we, we probably missed, but just go check it out. And then the last section here, I mean, unless there's anything else for Rob, we're going to get into the community content. You mind if I uh, go on that right now? Yeah. So just the last thing I'll say is obviously we have football season starting now. Our content is very football heavy. The plan is for this to be an all-encompassing network. We are going to cover everything. We're covering MMA. We're covering tennis. We're covering NHL, NBA, college hoops. Hell, if there's a big curling event going on, we might even cover that. Like, this is actually the plan. Something for the hammer. Yeah, actually, actually, you know what? I mean, (laughs) it just just writes itself. So, fair enough. That's the plan. Right now, obviously, it's football content, but we're out out of season. We were obviously going to... We've got a massive nhl roster as well um and, and nba so it should be uh should be more to come in the upcoming weeks months um and who knows how far we can take this thing last thing we wanted to mention was um, this is an idea that you know i've had for a while and um i've really been just very frustrated with the fact that it's it's hard to blow up within the sports betting content space so for me i've seen the type of content that kind of picks up steam is usually the content that's produced with uh, recognizable faces and names it was very very hard to actually grow your following uh and your name and likeness to a point that you actually have ten thousand followers twenty thousand a hundred thousand followers within the betting space without getting a start somewhere so what a lot of people do is they'll typically um, you know, write for they'll, they'll sign on a deal and have to write full time for a network and make, you know, like a minimum wage salary and write articles every day that they may not be passionate about. Um, so instead of doing that, which obviously is something we, we could have done in terms of like signing, a, you know, inexpensive content writers, what we want to do is change it up a little. So we'll be very open and clear with what we're doing. We have a community content section. Now, what this is right here is um, a spot where anybody 
anywhere can feel uh, free to produce a piece of written content, video content, audio content, whatever you might be, and have it featured in this section. Um, we're not paying. We're not paying you. It's a, it's a volunteer kind of thing where if you want to produce a piece of content and house it on the community content section, you're able to do that. And in exchange, we will do our best to A, feature it on the site, which it always will be, but help cross promote it with different things. You might have a little slip-ins underneath some bigger articles, some like-minded articles. And if the article is catching steam, we're going to make sure it goes on all the main socials and it's tweeted out through the network and a lot of more people get uh, eyeballs on it in order to help you kind of grow your own following. This is something that we were super passionate about because when you take a job to write content for someone, it doesn't end up being what you think it's going to be. So if we had to hire a full-time content writer, say a minimum wage writer, we would have to staff them with things to write every single day. So it's like, hey, you were writing about this today, this today, this tomorrow, this the next day. And you give them the schedule and you lose the passion for the actual content that you're able to produce. Me personally, um, I've tried, I, I used to do some writing and sports writing. I absolutely hated it because I had to always write about specific content pieces. And whenever I had fun was when I was only writing about the stuff I wanted to write about on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So um, there is no guidelines. There's definitely style guidelines and we, we help train and develop. We're running uh, a few sessions a month that are going to be launching soon where we actually give advice and help on terms of how to write the content and how, how to pop it off. But in general, this is something where if you like Aussie rules football and that's the only thing you bet on, then write about Aussie rules football. Write an article, give a couple picks, or don't give a couple picks, whatever it might be. Write a preview article, and let's see if we can pop off some of this content. If you only want to write UFC one week, but then you don't want to write an article for another two months because you're very busy with something, that's cool as well. So it's a, it's a free, safe space where you can come, and it's a place where you can house all your content um, like judgment-free. And also, we're going to do our best effort to A, promote it, and then B, help with uh, development. So um, anyone, this is if you want eventually a full-time job in writing. Uh, this is definitely something that we are going to be hiring a lot of full-time writers over the next year. And this is the number one spot we're going to actually hire those paid writers. So um, the goal would be at a minimum, there's a few slots by the end of this year that gets uh, staffed directly through this content writer program. And then with, within the next 12 to 24 months, we're hoping to hire a lot more out of this program. So free for now in terms of like volunteer work, paid promotion, um, well, well, you know, sorry, paid work coming soon for a few of the top writers here who are looking for it. But even if you're someone who works a full-time job, not necessarily interested in getting into writing full-time, uh, but you just want to have a couple cool articles featured on your favorite sport or on a specific thing you're taught, you're passionate about, like, Hey, why is, uh, like, what are the betting odds to get into the hockey hall of fame for this year? Whatever, something stupid that you might want to write about, do it. We'll feature it. We'll see if we can get you some views. And uh, it feels pretty good once uh, stuff, stuff starts popping off. Well said. I don't even think I could add anything to that other than the fact that we are other uh, hiring for other positions as well. So we are looking for producers. Uh, we do have a lot of content that we want to put out. If you're an experienced producer or even someone that's new to the space, no problem at all. You can apply for a producer position. Uh, you can email us careers at betstamp.app. We do check them all. We will respond to everyone no matter what. Also a social media manager position as well. And I'll say this is a little bit more non-traditional with us. Uh, obviously, feel free to submit your resumes if you want to. But really, I'd rather just hear about people um, their stories, why they want the position, why they think they would be good in that position. Um, and we're looking to, to grow this as much as possible over the coming weeks. So 
Um, for those who are interested in full-time work, absolutely as well. Apply careers at betstamp.app. Um, obviously tons of applications. We will not be able to hire every single person, but I can assure you that every single application that comes in will get read by someone as part of our executive team. Um, and we will be looking to fill those positions very shortly. Yeah. Three reasons that you should be emailing in. If a, you want to be a content writer, get some content, uh, featured on help, uh, help with the promotion, send an email in, put content writer in the subject line. Social media manager, if you are living right now on gambling Twitter and you're in, involved in the weeds interaction, um, you love it, spending a lot of time on it, you want to turn it into a full-time position, we are hiring social media manager full-time positions to help promote multiple various shows on our network uh, as well as other. Uh, and then lastly, as Rob mentioned, producer. And I just want to be clear on that. It's This is not like, hey, I need to have like, fo- like I don't. you don't need to like go around with the camera and like follow people around. It's like not that type of production level, uh, but just any experience with start to end being able to like edit audio shows, video shows um, would be great. And um, you know, remote is, is like, it's not preferred. Obviously we prefer someone in Toronto so they can do a lot of the the content here, but remote is available for, for that position as well. Absolutely. Excited about this. Getting into it. We should get, we should also say the hammer name. Let us know what you think. The hammer dot bet. We love it. We love it. It was a very, very tight it was vote. Content- it was very contentious for a few days. I will say. It was a very tight vote. We had three options. We're going to list them all. You know, we might as well give them all. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll be completely, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. First time I heard the hammer, I was not in love with it. The more and more I use it now, the more I think it's an A+. plus. It is... Do you want to do you, you want to say give what, out the names? Okay, but do you remember remember what we originally incorporated as, like what we were originally going to call the network? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I do. Of course, should we just go through it? Yeah. Okay, we can talk about the name history. All but, right, here's the name history. All right, initial name for the company was, and just so we can get to it, the 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 official name is now the Hammer Betting Network, but the previous name was the Banger Betting Network. It was the banger. We were uh, with Sharky Waters Nation that we've profiled in a tweets that trigger us segment before, um, where we just really started like using the verbiage banger a lot. So I've been in a whole bunch of the calls, obviously setting up with different people, like setting up the shows. The amount of people that just like casually throw in there, like they know, like most of them know at least like my involvement in this. So they know I'm going to know. They'll be like, oh yeah, I'll give out a big bomb banger. And then they just like, wait, they pause. And then the amount of people that are like, yeah, I just added that to my verbiage now. Like since I heard it on circles off. Yeah. It's like, so, it was so funny. The, the problem with banger network is for one, it does sound a bit like a porn site. If I'm like, I'm just throwing it right out there. So you could, you know, can be misconstrued for that. Second, some people might not want to associate themselves with a network that's called banger. It's the reality of the situation. They're not necessarily the people that I'd be looking for to hire as content creators, but I think it's fair if someone says like, don't really love the name. So we, we wanted to play it a, a little bit safer, but still have like that. Possessed. Honestly, the hammer was just better than that. I, that's my reason. The hammer was just a better name, but we, we debated a few other names. The other names were, um, the handle, the handle, not a bad name. Okay. Someone wants a future site. I mean, I would check that out the handle, but obviously, you know, it ended up not winning. It was a, that was a, it was a close a, vote. That was a tight second place. Tight, tight and second. Third place was the board. The board. 
which would have been more of like a professional name. I think we were going to be much very going for like suit and tie type of uh, look if we were the board, but wasn't in the style. Yeah, it was it just it just didn't fit. Um, the I will say, when I tell people the name of the hammer, about eighty percent of the time, it's a rough estimation because I don't know. I'm not plotting these in, in like a chart table and doing the division. About eighty percent of the time, they're like hammer. I love that name. But the other 20% of the time, it's not someone that's indifferent. They're like, hate the name, but like, love what you guys are doing type of thing. <laughs> not going to be for everyone, but it'll, uh, it'll grow. We love it. You guys let us know what you think. Anyways, betting nation, it's hammer time. Go check out the site, hammer.bet. Follow on Twitter at the hammer HQ main account, bunch of sub accounts coming. We are going to take over the betting space. We want you along for the ride. Tweets that trigger us? Shit, what was his name? What was his line again? We want you along for the ride. Betting Nation, ride the wave, or get the (laughs) out of the water. (laughs) But but actually bleep that in post. (laughs) Can you bleep that post or no? Yeah, I can bleep that in post. You can do anything in post. Bleep that in post. Bleep that in post. All right. We've also got here a nice segment for everyone, or a nice segment for us. We actually just do this segment for us. Let's be realistic. At first, I did, but I, if we don't do this on like a like every couple weeks, I start to get a bunch of DMs of like, when's the next tweets that trigger us? Found one, found this and that. And uh, there's there were a lot of re- repeats in the suggestions this week, but um, yeah. we'll, we'll go through it. All right. I don't know what we're yelling about. I've never seen you, man. I get paid. Why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? All right, let's start. I think we got four this week because there were a lot of duplicates. Uh, Chris Felica, the bear. Chris Felica, I know nothing about him. This is not, again, anything personal related to him, but I want to go through this particular. So Chris Felica, quote tweets, someone named Man of the Library who's giving out um, a round-robin UFC parlay Vast majority so boxing, boxing and UFC. Yeah. The vast majority of these won, I think six out of seven or seven out of eight or whatever. So Chris Felica then goes on to uh, tweet. Um, I don't know a thing about MMA. Fortunately at man of the library has it covered. He's the only guy you need to know, need to tail when it comes to UFC picks, hashtag read more books. Okay. Chris Felica has a huge following. How many like, followers? Yeah, Zach. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now, but it's definitely over 100k. Yeah, he's on ESPN. Yeah, he d- he does like College Game Day. 136.1. Um, from what I can tell, seems like a nice guy. Like I'm I'm not making any judgment of him here. This is a flat out promotion of a fraud from a guy that has 136,000 followers who are now going to go interact with man of the library to see what he has for those in the betting space and the Twitter community for many years have known that man of the library is someone who deletes losing plays, which is why it's important to have third party verification for a lot of people also makes his plays based off of how can I term this rather controversial handicapping. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds color of people's skin Stuff like that. Guy's an ultimate scumbag is what I would say. No problem saying that. When you have a following of 136,000 and you start to openly promote someone 
who publicly deletes plays. It's a terrible look. But what particularly triggered me about most of this is a lot of people then brought this to Chris's attention. Now, granted, when you're in the gambling Twitter space, a lot of people are going to say things to you, maybe in not the nicest way possible. But when you immediately have a bunch of people coming and saying, hey, Chris, did you know this about this person? This person's deleting plays. This person's making picks based off of race and so on and so forth. And your response is, well, I've been tailing their picks and winning money. I think that's pretty weak. There's probably something that needs to be said. Then what happens is this past weekend, man of the library deletes some losing picks and other people screenshot them and show Chris in his DMs that they've been deleted. And what happens? Radio silence. I think that's just a really bad look. I think there's an onus on people in the space. Again, it doesn't matter whether you're producing recreational content, sharp betting content or whatever. But if you openly start promoting someone that you then find out is a scammer or a fraudster or so on and so forth, I think you have some general onus to maybe just let your following know that, hey, you know, I promoted this person and they're not the greatest person. They're doing some things that are a little bit shady. So lost a lot of respect here for Chris personally. Don't know him as a person. Never interacted with him. Um, actually I did once. That's not, that's not entirely true, but, um, this was very off-putting for me. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, are you also mad at the guy who deleted his picks or? Well, of course. I mean, listen, this shouldn't only be about Chris. It's about everyone, but like, this is one of the problems with the Twitter sphere, right? Um, and why we've promoted bet stamp and third-party verification for a long time. It's so easy to run a Twitter account post a bunch of plays, just go back to like two months ago and delete all the ones that lost. Like it's, it's very, very easy to do. Simple. You can even do this with Google spreadsheets, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to track on Betstamp or any third-party verification because I do my own on a Google sheet. Well, that's great. And honestly, there's a lot of people who are probably being honest in their record keeping there. However, there's also a lot of people that can just go back and delete past plays without repercussion. No one notices. And now you have a bunch of people hitting that Google sheet thinking somebody is a lot better than they are at betting. Yeah. I mean, this guy clearly got caught with the uh, deleting screenshots and all that other stuff. So like not a guy you want to promote. I, I guess maybe what the lesson here is from what I'm hearing Rob say is more like, yeah, he made made a mistake. Obviously promoted this guy, thought he was winning. Once it gets called to your attention, maybe just send out another tweet saying, hey, by the way, I didn't know this about this guy. Wouldn't recommend. Uh, right. So like in Chris's case. But he, is this like a paid thing or not? I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I mean, like if Chris Felica has typically also been known to do a lot of promos. Hmm. So like if this may even be a paid promo or this guy paid him a couple grand or something to tweet this out. To each their own in terms of what they want to promote. And when I say a couple grand, I say a couple grand because like, why would it? Why would Chris look at tweet so? I, like I honestly was, I was, I was floored, man, when I saw this. I, I couldn't believe it. But first of all, I think like when you're when you're promoting someone or something, you probably want to do your due diligence on them in the first place. Now, in Chris's case, it's very possible that he was just following Man of the Library for months. And the guy caught a heater and he won a bunch of money. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give this guy some love because I tailed his picks for a while and he was winning a bunch of money. 
which you know what? It's understandable. You're not going to go through every single tweet a person has ever made, so on and so forth. Like it's just not possible in the social media spectrum. But then you post it. Immediately, the responses that are coming in are all negative. Hey, Chris, maybe you should know this about this person with screenshots. This guy deleted his plays, does this, does that. And then you're just going to respond like, well, he's won me a bunch of money the last month. Like that, that's, sometimes you just got to take the L and just be honest and upfront with people. Either delete the tweet or come out and say, hey, didn't realize this about this person. I would no longer recommend, you know, following something like that. I think it's just very simple, honest thing that people can do. And I honestly, this doesn't just apply in like the sports betting space. Sometimes in life, it's okay to take the L. Plain and simple. It's okay to admit that you were wrong. I've had to do this several times before. I was wrong about Josh Allen, man, for years. <laughs> I, I slandered this guy. He'll never amount to anything. I was wrong. It's fine. We move on. People are going to be wrong a lot. But uh, that's what I wanted to say about that. I was just like, really, this one really bothered me because uh, not only the original tweet, but the follow-ups. All right, number two, uh, at Headlocks UFC. <laughs> this one sent me for a spin too. Just because, spin Leon, cycle. just because Leon is plus 350 does not mean you need to bet him. Bet the fighter you actually think will win or don't bet it at all. Y'all kill me with this value word. Terrible long-term strategy. Let me go on this guy. All right, he's referring to Leon Edwards, a fighter, plus 350 versus Kamara Usman a couple weekends ago. He did end up winning the fight. Um, fifth round head kick, he was about to lose. He knocked him out in the last minute. Anyways, just for reference. But basically what he is saying here is absolutely not right. <laughs> okay, it's 100% wrong. He is saying bet the fighter you actually think will win or don't bet at all. This would only be true if you were getting plus 100 on both sides. Right. In that, if that was the case, then bet the fighter you actually think will win. There is nothing wrong with betting someone who is plus 10,000. And you don't need to think they're going to win to have any sort of expected value on it. So y'all kill me with this value word. That is literally the game. That is the it's game a, that's It's actually the win. definition of value. It's, it's not just like a, a word. It's the, he's literally saying that the, he does not agree with the definition of oh, value. Val this is how you win. Like there's, no, there's nothing to it. Um, so yeah, in, in general, like if you're, if you're betting a plus 600, you you should hope, I hope you don't expect that person to win. If you're expecting that person to win at plus 600, then you're, you're having a, you've got a pretty big bet on the line, <laughs> right? For, for sure. So I hope you don't expect that person to win, but, uh, you know, as long as if you're betting 10 to one and you feel that there is, you know, a, a let's say a 20% chance of that winning, that's a pretty solid edge. So you can bet that even though you think that it's less than 50% chance that this will lose. So you can say, hey, I have a bet today that in all likelihood, I do think will lose. This is going to probably lose. But if it does win, I'm getting more than the actual implied probability for it to win. So it's definitely what this guy's saying is just um, complete nanas. Yeah, this is this is wrong. Like it's not even debate, debatable. Like there's there's things that are debatable when it comes to sports betting. And then there's also right and wrong. So the, the problem with people like Headlocks and company here is that they don't have the ability to think probabilistically. They only think in terms of this will happen or it won't happen. It's the biggest problem or one of the biggest issues that you can have when being a sports better is convincing yourself that one team or one fighter or whatever, one side has no chance. In reality, there's 
always probabilities that are going to add up to 100. So in any case, like Leon plus 350 here, what you typically want to do is convert the odds to an implied probability. So if we take plus 350, that's a 22.2% chance of winning. If you think that Leon Edwards has more than a 22.2% chance of winning, then you make that bet and that's a value bet. If you don't, you don't make that bet. But you can think that he has a 30% chance of winning, going to lose the fight more than two-thirds of the time and still make that bet. And that's still value. Easy. So think probabilistically instead. I like to advise thinking probabilistically before you even look at the odds. However, you can do it after you look at the odds and literally just convert them to percentages and say, no, 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 this doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. I think the probability is higher or lower. Next one, Zach. All right. Let's go. J-Mac. Jason McIntyre. This one. I've seen all of these. I'm reliving this one in my head as the first time that I read it because I thought I missed some words in here. Jason McIntyre, uh, NFL survivor pools in week one really only leave you with five options. 49ers, in brackets, could use next week. Ravens, Chiefs, Colts, Broncos. But four of those are on the road with like the, what is that emoji? The, uh, I don't know. It's like the I don't know concerned to, face yeah. emoji. So I, I actually don't even know where to start with this t- tweet because there's so many things. Oh, we I got to start with one thing. Those aren't even the five biggest favorites. That's where the, I probably would Bengals are would be in the mix. The Bengals are a six and a half point favorite against the Titans. Um, and, and I believe that, oh, sorry, against current, the Steelers. Current Bengals money line would be, a sh- you'd, you'd pay shorter on the Chiefs versus the Bengals in right now. Right. And th- th- this was tweeted, by the way, I should point out, this was ch- tweeted when the Chiefs were minus four, not when they were minus six, which puts it into more perspective because you could have had the Titans in there as well. But you're never only left with five options in any week in Survivor. You're left with the options of anyone on the board. So let's make that explicitly clear. I don't know, like 49ers in brackets could use next week. You could use every single one of these teams again at some point in the season. Like every single one of them. The Ravens, when you think about it, like if I if I go through the schedule of all these teams, they're all going to be usable. They're all going to be a higher favorite than they are this week. Yes. At some point in the year. Yes. Four of those are on the road. Irrelevant. Does not make a difference whether they are the road team or the home team. It's already factored into the spread of the game. So completely irrelevant. Nothing about this tweet is relevant at all, nor does it mention anything about ownership, which is also very important when you're accounting for survivor pools. Now, the ownership will probably be spread out this week. However, if one of those teams was likely to be 50% owned, that would probably be worthwhile of a mention as a team to avoid. So everything about this tweet is wrong. That's why it's so triggering. Like there's more options than five. He didn't list the five biggest favorites, if that's the route he was going. Could have listed the biggest five with in terms of expected value and accounting for ownership. That wasn't going to happen. 49ers could use next week. I don't know why that's relevant at all. Um, and then four of these are on the road, which is completely irrelevant as well. Well, so, yeah, the spread is the spread. The spread is the spread. Doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, I price is the price. The price, especially nowadays too, with what we know about home 
not that it matters. It doesn't matter because the price is the price. But even then, home field has been diminishing year after year after year. So that I don't know why that's taken into account at all. But when you're, please listen to our, our episodes on winning survivor pools. We've had two of them before. Talk through strategy. Nothing here is relevant to making a good survivor pick. Fair enough. Moving on. No, no uh, arguments. No objections. There. The fun, like when you're like, where do I start? Though, I'm like, you could just start that. Those aren't even the five biggest favorites. So, like, at a minimum, you could just add in the Bengals there, and then you just have there's six options, right? So, so like, I don't know that that got me. But like, good. it's actually a great point because I'm, you know, the Bengals are, the Bengals are not going to be highly owned this week. They're probably going to be in the range of like five percent. If you're in a contest like circa millions as well, it'll be even lower ownership for them because there's a higher payout if you don't use the Bengals over the course of a year. And they're relatively the same size favorite as the rest of the teams on this list in a very similar range. So there could actually be a, a very sound argument that the Bengals are the best pick this week or have the most EV. They're not even on this list. What about the Titans? Same thing. You can make that type of argument as well, right? Like obviously you have to factor in, in ownership, but either way, like we, we've we've exhausted a lot of time on this. All right, now. next up, next up, <laughs> my personal favorite of the week. Um, we don't need, actually need to go through the whole thread. We don't. Uh, Swift hitter responding to Neil Greenberg. So you like Raiders at plus three and a half at plus one hundred five, but you're not happy with Raiders plus three and a half at minus one hundred five. So if you're to say bet a thousand on a game, you're talking a one hundred dollar difference. Is that one hundred dollar difference? in not taking game he means to say like is it worth not taking yeah, the he's, game he's saying are you really not going to take the game because of a hundred dollar difference on a thousand dollar bet i think very clearly the answer that neil gave is yes but price sensitivity man like why is it such a difficult concept for people to grasp it's like the, it's the same as probability you have to win that game an extra four percent of the time now like you it's tough yeah more, more than four uh, Neil with a, a great response, which we don't have up on screen here. It's fine. But he basically said, if I gave you a coin flip at pl- minus 105 and I get plus 105 every single time, like how much, how long do we go before you stop flipping coins? Like that's the difference in reality, the situation. And you just, sometimes you do need to, um, to put it into perspective and give like a, an example that's easier for someone to understand. But yes, like, it's not the same number. Minus three and a half at plus 105 and minus 105. That's a, a big difference in implied probability. Massive. So. Yeah, the coin flip example is perfect. Yeah. How much, like, are you going to dice roll a guy at minus 05 plus 05? Are you going to coin flip a guy at? No. Right. Yes and no, specifically. And it doesn't even need to be, like, that's a big difference, by the way. Plus 05 and minus 05. I would even say, like, if you said, oh, you, you like them at plus 100, but you don't like them at plus 102, I would even still say, yeah, possible. But even then, at least, you know, that's a, that is a small, this is a, this is a very big difference. So for those that don't know, plus 105 is an implied probability of 48.8%. Pull up the bet stamp tweet, Zach. Minus 105 is 51.2%. So we're looking at 2.4% difference in break-even percentage. That's pretty big. Like, what, you know... When you, I think when you describe it to people like that, it's a lot easier to understand. But, man, I never, I'll never get over the the price ones. Read more books. I'll never get over like 
The line doesn't matter. The read hashtag read more books. I'm going to start using that hashtag. The only problem is someone might click it and they might get a bunch of, of those tweets, but it is a great hashtag. Man of the library, hashtag read more books. Swift hitter, what could we use for a hashtag of this guy? What would we? I don't know. I don't know. Going, right. I think we have one more or no? Uh, no, I think that's it. No, that's it. it. Okay. Hashtag bang a four bagger. Swift hitter. I don't know. I'm horrible. That's what happens when you put me on the spot. We have to cut that out. <laughs> I think we got to cut that out. No, I think it's all right. Okay, everybody, thank you very much for listening and watching. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Please uh, like, rate, review Apple. But you know what? Actually, forget all that this week. You're off the hook. Please check out the hammer.bet URL. Both of them will work. You go to thehammer.bet, or if you're feeling lazy, just type in hammer.bet. It's going to take you to the same spot. Check it out. Check out the shows, the creators. Let us know your thoughts on the names. Really appreciate. Love everyone. Later.